Welcome back. So this is ghost story episodes. I love to tell my ghost stories. Like I said before, I have thousands of them. And this is going to reflect on when I was doing my ghost tour downtown Charleston. I already gave you a few stories with that, but this one is very special to me, I guess you could say, because it I had a lot of activity in this area. So basically, let me give you a little outline. Um, when I would do the tours, I did have a tour guide that would um, talk about the history in the area. Then I would pull out the spirits in a specific area. Now, in this area, it's it's it's. I'm going to tell you where it is. It's kind of right next to College of Charleston, and there's a girls' dormitory there. So they actually said that the dormitory was haunted. They would hear things like marbles running um, in the hallway. Little they would hear footsteps. So they knew like the fire alarm would go off a gazillion times. I heard uh, just different things. But we weren't actually in the dormitory when we stopped at the section for the ghost tour. We would go into this courtyard and everybody would sit down. So how I knew that it was little um, orphan girls that I was speaking with with the ghost is before I even took a group there, the tour guide took me back there. We sat down and he, of course, was like, is there, are you seeing anything? So when I kind of focused and got quiet, I zoomed in and I saw these little girls and he said, you're right, Hope, they're, you know, it's known that the College of Tarleston is haunted in one area with some orphan girls. This is where the orphan orphanage used to stand. It's not there anymore. So I was like, okay, cool. So we'd bring our group. And what I noticed with the, with the little girls, and I'm not trying to be heartless because I do, hopefully you guys will know that about me. I... You know, I it's hard for me sometimes because I do see spirits and I can communicate with them. So I'm not like trying to be disrespectful that these little girls are dead or that they're on the other side. So I hope you know that about me. Uh, I just get so used to being able to communicate with spirits that it's just a part of my life, like actually like a live person. And I have a lot of respect for the little girls. And I know, you know, sometimes spirits do like to communicate. So they they enjoyed being able to speak to me and participating. And so the more tours we would do and bring the group to this area, I noticed that the little, there was seven of them and sometimes five, but they would come out. And what I mean by that is I would stand, I would get focused kind of they would feel my energy around and then I'd see them. So I would just explain to the crowd what I was seeing and as the girls would come out I'd describe what was happening. So people, you know, it was like telling a story because of what I'm I'm actually witnessing. And then I started noticing cuz you know, during my tours I don't put people under pressure that they have to talk or answer me or you know, say anything. I say that right away. You know, you don't have to participate. I'm just going to do my thing. When the girls stop or stand by somebody, you know, I'll let you know. Um, I did have a couple incidences where p- people on the tour, like one time the little girls came out kind of like a choo-choo train. 
and a woman snapped a photo and we got five orbs connected going right where I said the little girls were. So that was pretty interesting. But basically the little girls would go by someone that had something to do with fire. Now again, I, I'm not going to use names. So that way I can ex- tell you some of the ghost stories that happen or you know how it happened with the, the girls during the tour. So let me give you an example. So one night, um, we all, the group was sitting down, and I understand people want to be skeptic. That's you know I'm not here to convince anybody that they're actually there. We just everybody comes on a ghost tour; they want to have a good time. So the little girls came out, and one of them went by this woman and just sat down. Another little girl, she went by this other person. So they kind of scattered a little bit. So it's like okay, I'm just gonna relate to you, and if you have something to do with fire let me know if you want to if not I'll move on to the next person so I went to the first woman and I said okay she there is a little girl she's standing right next to you have you had anything to do with fire and she said yes that a couple weeks prior to this her kitchen caught on fire really bad and it's like I'm sorry and you know um then I just go to the next person so again you I didn't want to make people feel uncomfortable. So then I'd, I would go to the next one and, and just follow the girls as they would go through the crowd. And eat. some people would say, yeah, you know, um, we had a fire when I was younger or, you know, just different things would come out. Well, one, I, I do like the story and there was a gentleman on the tour and he basically at the beginning of the tour told me, you know, I don't believe in this stuff. Most of the time I get that, and that's okay. And he's just kind of sitting there, and I don't know if he directly came up to me and said he wasn't a believer, but I guess you could tell with facial expressions. You know, I get the rolling of the eyes or, okay, let's get on with this. I know sometimes they're, you know, people get dragged, and they don't want to come and be there, and they're like, this is crazy. So I don't, I, so don't quote me on that. I don't think he said that to me right away. But I could just tell he, um, the way he was looking at me. Well, two of the girls went behind him. And I could tell he really didn't want to have anything to do with it, but they just wouldn't move. And one of the little girls I was describing, and I don't, you know, know why I see what I see, but one of the little girls started taking her hand and was kind of just like moving her fingers over his back almost like a ripple effect on his back. And that's what I was seeing. And she kept doing it. And then his face got like kind of shocked. And he did he did say, I do feel cold. And I was like, okay, good. Fair enough, good enough. You know, and he, he didn't really say anything else about it because I don't know, he just, I just moved on. I was like, okay. So then I, you know, go to each one. But then as we were walking to the next location, he came up to me and that's when he said, you know, I wasn't really a believer in this stuff until this moment when you said that. And then he lifted up his shirt and he had branded angel rings on the back of his back. So they were like rippled. So that's what she was doing. She was going over the ripples on his back. So he said, I think this is what she was why she was doing that. And I'm like, yeah, that would be it. Um, but like I said, I didn't tell the crowd that and that's okay. Cause there was 
numerous. I have I have so many of these stories, so I probably will add um, my next ghost story. Will be a couple more incidences because I have a lot. I did a lot of tours with a lot of people, and the girls came out. Like I said, um, so another story was a gentleman that, you know, he didn't want to sit down and that's okay. You know, the rest of the group was sitting in chairs and I was talking and waiting for the girls to come out and just explaining the, again, the story that they, these were orphan girls that my tour guide would tell the history of that they found, um, some, and it's hard to explain because that was his part, but when they were, um, removing, or building a building in this area, they found some coffins. And um, that was the story. And they were small ones. So they know they were children. And then, then he does know that the orphanage did have a fire at one point. So that's what I believe these little girls. Now, do I believe they're crossed over? I do. Because why I say that is, again, with my abilities and my gifts... Um, I would watch them call, come through what I call like a portal. To me, it just looks like a giant circle. And as I would kind of sense the girls out or, you know, open up my channel of energy, the girl, I would see them come through the circle and then they would come out and it was like, here we are. Um, so I do believe that they have crossed over and they would just come participate so another incident, um, back to that, sorry. So there was a gentleman that um, was standing up and <clears throat> like I said, I don't make people sit. I don't force you to do anything. Well, the girls went around him and did like a ring around the rosies. Like they all grabbed hands and they were circling. And then, you know, I'm just telling everybody what I'm seeing. Well, the gentleman then put his hands out and closed his eyes so I could tell he was trying to have that experience because when spirits are around you, sometimes you'll get cold, you'll get a breeze, you might, um, you know, just different have different experiences. And so that's what I know he was doing. He was like, okay, let me see if I can feel this. And then he did feel them circling him. So that's when he decided, okay, I'm going to share and he said, and I don't remember what town he's from. And like I said, I don't like to give too much information about about the people because um, it's confidential. I guess I don't, I don't want, I don't know. But he was from a different state. A lot of people are when they come on the ghost tours. And he he was a sheriff, and he said that they had an incident where one of the inmates um, caught himself on fire, and they don't know how he got everything, but he did. He caught himself on fire while he was in the cell. And it was a big thing. So he explained the group that story. And we were like, okay, so then, you know, I'd go to the next girls. So there were um, quite, a, like I said, quite a few of these stories. The girls would like, the more I would come around and talk to them, <clears throat> the more they would participate. So that's what I noticed where... You know, as I did these tours and I would speak to the spirits and they would tell us their stories or, you know, participate with the group and give some paranormal activity, sometimes get pictures. I mean, it's just it it's, you know, I would tell the group how to do that. And um, then they would get stronger. So they they kind of were 
they liked to be able to communicate, so they were happy. I'm going to say that. They were happy on the other side. So it doesn't harm them, and it doesn't, you know, it just gave them energy. So they would constantly come out and never really failed that they didn't. They always did. There was a time where I don't even remember if it was like a year later where they said to me that they weren't going to participate anymore unless I sang a song with them or played a game with them while I was in the middle of a tour. So I know people are probably like, okay, this lady is way out there. But like I said, I do honor that because I have, you know, I, I respect that they're also around and we're having communication and people are getting, you know, on a ghost tour to get information or have an experience. So yeah, they, they one night when I was there, um, and I had, I probably had a group about 30 people, maybe 40, um, or we had a group, sorry, with my tour guide and they came out and they just stood in front of me and just stared at me. I'm like, okay. And they just looked at me and looked at me and I'm like, you know, what do you do with that? I mean, I know people can't see them. I can see them. And they said, well, we're not going to, we're not going to participate unless you play a game with us or sing a song with us. So, you know, of course the crowd was like, just do it. And so I did, I think somebody recorded it actually where I was like, okay, let's sing one song. And then can we, um, participate with the group? The one thing that I did kind of, I think put two and two together with why it was always, you know, something to do with fire was because of them, um, and their death was they burnt in a fire. Now, when I, you know, people have asked me this question too, like, well, what do they look like? Do they look scary? Do they look burnt? They don't. They, to me, they look like normal little, little kids staring at me. Um, a lot of times when I do this, even on the tours, when I'd be standing there, I would close my eyes. Um, it just helps me focus more, but they, yeah, they would basically just look like a normal child smiling at me. So it was like sketch, I could sketch them, I could outline them. Um, and like I said, I just followed them through the crowd and they did a few times. Um, they did go up to a couple people that had abilities. So again, I make sure that, that they know they don't have to answer me, but you know, one of the little girls, um, I couldn't quite figure it out yet because at first she just like touched the person's shoulder and was smiling and it didn't feel like the normal of, okay, they had something to do with fire. Um, and I, I kind of just, what I call zoomed in and I, and I looked at the, the woman and I said, Oh, you know, if you don't mind, can I ask you, do you have abilities? Are you intuitive? And she said, yes, I am. So they, you know, would do that another time. And I mean, it was, it wasn't always traumatic fire. Like I said, with the guy that, um, had that kind of imprint tattoo on his back that she was rippling over. Um, they, they would go up to, they went up to a couple times where there were firemen in the group, not in their uniforms or anything. They would just walk up to them and stand right in front of them face to face. So I kind of started 
recognizing, like I'd ask the per, you know, one guy, I'm like, okay, you know, she's standing face to face. That's kind of different. She's not sitting there. One of the girls not sitting there. They're not touching you. I'm like, do you, ha- are you, do you happen to be a fireman? And he's like, yeah, I am. So I started watching the girls' clues on different things that they would, um, they would go to the people and just, you know, like I said, either sit or touch or, you know, stand there or even like, you know, I would ask the group if anybody wanted to try to have the experience of feeling them and they would go by them and, and their, you know, they put their hands out. So whoever wanted to participate, I'm like, if you don't, you don't have to, but if you want to, let's see if the little girls would give you a little high five. And, you know, a lot of people would feel the one hand get nice cold and, or the, the wind or, you know, just feel breeze. So there was a lot of amazing experiences with these little girls. So again, I hope I don't sound heartless. I mean, I, the more you get to know me and the more you hear my ghost stories, you'll understand that it is part of who I am and I'm just used to it so much now. And I really respect the spirits that were willing to jump on the ghost tours or participate with me. Um, but yeah, so that's just a few with the little girls and I'll come back next time and give you some more with that. Cause that's just, like I said, one section of the ghost tour. And, um, yeah, I'll share a few more, but I'm just gonna let everybody know if you're listening, I am going to Ireland for three weeks. So, I will not be back on a podcast till I get back. And maybe I'll share with you when I get back because I am doing a ghost tour um, in Ireland. So it's they're having a huge love festival over there. And my son is over there at university. So they asked me to do a ghost tour with the spirits that they are evolving the love story around. So I'm actually going to go channel them We'll see how that turns out. So maybe I'll share that experience with you guys. But anyways, okay, so I'm not going to take much more time because I do got to get to the airport and on the way I go. But I promised I would try to get this one out. So there you go. All right. Well, everybody take care and I will be back with you in about three weeks or so. Bye.